Welcome to Cover Your Eyes Uncovered. Today, Holly's treating us to more Geraldo. <laughs> so we're going to delve deeper into the Satanic Panic special and do kind of part two mm-hmm. on Holly's expose of Geraldo. Thank you, Sarah. Okay. I'm excited. I am too, in a weird way. <laughs> so first and foremost, I have to say, I think I pulled a Geraldo last week on Uncovered because I didn't get my facts straight. I said the oh. exclusive devil worship. Exposing Satan's Underground aired on CBS, but it actually mm-hmm. aired on NBC. So I just wanted to make that correction. Basically, Sarah, everything in the exclusive um, is inaccurate in some way. So we're only going to discuss a couple of things today because otherwise we would have to be doing a whole separate podcast. Okay. So I found this really great 10-part series of uh, articles that just obliterates the credibility of Geraldo's show. And it's written by this guy, Nick Perron. And I've linked uh, that series in the show notes. Um, And his series goes a really long way to show how easy it is to be manipulated by overwrought sensationalists with an agenda. So I really recommend it. It's also very entertaining. He's a comedian. So it's actually really funny, too. So thank you, Nick Perron. He he led me in some very great directions. I also read a lot of research journal articles and magazine articles, and I linked everything in the show notes for that. Geraldo and his special claimed that teen devil worship was skyrocketing around the country. <laughs> but no researcher has ever found that Satan worship was has ever been skyrocketing around the country with these teenagers that would or somebody like Ramirez. That guy was not really a Satanist. You know what no. I'm saying? Like he's using it as a shock for shock value and a justification mm-hmm. for antisocial behaviors. That when somebody claims to worship Satan and they commit harmful acts people decide that it's like the devil made them do it. It's because they're worshiping the devil. In clinical literature on body self-mutilation, it found that a large portion of people who do self-harm behaviors cite Matthew 5.29.30. If thine arm offend thee, cut it off, along with some other biblical texts. And these events are never said to prove anything about Christianity. Nobody goes, hey, don't read that Bible. You might cut yourself. Mm -hmm. Like if you take the word devil or Satan out of this whole scenario, all you have is some people who are using a book with words in it to justify a behavior. Except that the book cited, The Satanic Bible by Anton LaVey, actually has nothing in it about human sacrifice, animal sacrifice. There, none of the behaviors that any of the teen murderers on the Geraldo special, none of their behaviors are actually in the Satanic Bible. Where does this come from? It's funny you should ask. Okay. I'm because good at asking questions. <laughs> most of these outrageous... Um, acts of devil worship are actually have their origins in the European witch trials 
the 1300s to the 1700s. Like, it was a pretty long period of time. Oh, yeah. And those accounts of selling your soul to Satan and being Satan's concubine, those confessions were extracted under horrible torture. Yes. Okay, so the people that are using violence and blaming Satan are not really doing anything different than the people who use any other religious accoutrement to justify their behavior. Mm-hmm. Whenever people use these other books, these religious texts that aren't in any way related to the devil or Satan, we say, oh, they're mentally ill. They misinterpreted the text, etc. Right. We don't jump to they're evil. I just wanted to point that out because the teens that are in the documentary are saying, yeah, I worship Satan. I mean, they are saying that. Um, however, in those cases, there were a lot of other things going on that really make it look like they weren't actually worshiping Satan. And if they were, they were not doing it according to the Satanic Bible by Anton LaVey. They were doing it according to 70s occult exploitation films. The, a lot of those plot points and things from the occult movies come from the witch trial accounts. All of this is based on pretty fictitious information right from the get-go. It's not founded on anything accurate. As we're about to see, because I would like to talk about ritual satanic abuse. Now, <sighs> I'm not going to go into any specifics. I have tried as much as possible to be vague mm-hmm. about these abuses because little kids were being prompted to tell these horrible stories yeah and they are being traumatized by the very people that are saying they're trying to help so i'm not going to go into the like details of it but if you're like really sensitive and you get triggered and stuff i'm just gonna i'll put in the show notes uh where you can skip to uh if you just don't even want to fucking hear about it imagine a secret criminal organization committing horrible acts against children for the purpose of worshiping satan maybe it's an international network or the work of an intergenerational family clan. Nobody has found any of these satanic cults. Mm-hmm. There's like, I scoured <laughs> the internet, man. I scoured oh the internet. You wow. know what there is evidence of though? The Catholic church covering up horrible sex abuse of children since at least the fifties. The archdiocese and even popes themselves have fessed up to participating into protecting child sex abusers. There was like a legit actual conspiracy here and it was running simultaneously with these accounts mm-hmm. of when all of this satanic ritual sex abuse was supposed to be taking place. Wow. Mm-hmm. What's going on? I mean, is it that on some unconscious level, everybody knew that this horrible priest sex abuse was going on and being covered up and it was just like swimming around in our collective unconscious and it like Mm -hmm. manifested into this movie horror show 
Yeah. Externally, I, I'm not really sure. Like, I don't necessarily, I don't think the Catholic Church paid Geraldo <laughs> to distract <laughs> people. Like, I don't think that's what happened. I just yeah. think that there's something about the way that our unconscious processes information that we don't want to look at in a way that externalizes it into a completely foreign other. That makes sense. The Exorcist, Rosemary's Baby, all the other Satan movies. So in France, this is like, as of last year, okay, this is just France. It's been determined that 216,000, 216,000 victims were abused by the Catholic clergy over a 70 year period. And it was all covered up. And that's a real thing with lots of evidence and the Catholic church is paying people out the wazoo right now. This is just France. If you look up international Catholic sex abuse, you are going to have that look on your face for a long time if you see Sarah's face right now. 216,000? Like, France isn't even that big of a country. (laughs) Well, and that was just, the number's actually bigger. Mm -hmm. But I'm just mentioning the number that was actual clergy doing the abuse. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's like what's documented and so many people never told right oh my god and that's just france yeah okay also and i didn't look too much into this but it's not much better with protestant churches either oh um i read this article that was from like a a protestant ministry that was saying that 10 percent of protestants have under the age of 35 have left have left their church due to a sexual harassment slash abuse situation that's 10 percent just under the age of 35. god mm-hmm. i'm starting to think maybe the book's got something to do with it i don't know <laughs> that's not fair is it or should mm-hmm. i say that everybody needs to take personal responsibility for their actions Let's get back to the fake news. So how is the devil cult supposed to operate? You might be wondering. Well, children are programmed to reverse good with evil through ritual torture and sexual abuse. And this must be done to brainwash the kids to follow the devil, right? This is the whole premise of Geraldo's exclusive devil worship, exposing Satan's underground. (laughs) Um, I can't get enough of that. In these rituals, um, and this is all in the documentary here, there are rituals where humans are sacrificed, women specifically impregnated, and referring to themselves as breeders, give birth (laughs) for the sole purpose of sacrifice. There were three women on this documentary claiming that they were breeders for these satanic cults. They've all been discredited. Oh my God. Cults kidnap kids, they commit random murders, they engage in sex trafficking and drug dealing. Maybe it's just the mafia. The main claims of this abuse come from adults who are in therapy, and Mm. they recall these old memories of ritual torture and sex abuse. Um, Unfortunately, these accounts have been remembered 
through very suggestive hypnosis in a lot of mm-hmm. cases. These are not spontaneous memories that you're having because you smelled something or the normal triggers you would get when you have a repressed memory of a trauma and then there's a trigger for it. I think everybody's pretty familiar with how that works these days. Uh, that is not how these memories were recovered. They were recovered specifically through uh therapy. Now, by the early 90s, many of the former ritual abuse victims had actually retracted their memories and they filed malpractice lawsuits against their therapists. Mm. And there were like some therapists that were pretty well known of like, I can help you with your your ritual abuse. Okay. okay. I have a question. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So were the women going specifically because they already suspected they had been under it or like, why are there therapists that are coaching people or suggestively hypnosing, hypnotizing them into this? I don't. So I haven't read this, but this is what I think is going on is that I think that there's probably, there's a lot of sex abuse going on in the fifties and sixties. Mm-hmm. There's women in the 70s and 80s, they're growing up and they're having problems. They're having maybe complex PTSD symptoms, having trouble. They don't remember their childhoods. There's things going on. They know something weird happened or something's off and they can't figure it out. And they go to a therapist and they're like, I don't know what's going on. I don't feel good. I have these symptoms. For whatever reason, instead of just trying to get what actually happened and these therapists like end up sensationalizing it because they're getting trained they're going to workshops they're getting educated on what are the signs of satanic ritual abuse Mm. there's workshops oh wow being taught by law enforcement and by Mm. therapists psychiatrists, psychologists, there's all of these people out there that are going, we've got to figure this out for our clients. And they really legitimately think it's a thing and that they're doing a good job by trying to get this information back into the awareness of the client. So my guess is that for a lot of these people, there probably really was some kind of sexual abuse in their childhoods, but they still can't accept that it was just their dad or just their brother or just an uncle or just their priest Mm -hmm. or their mom. They can't handle that. It has to become something bigger. And whenever you have all of these victims together, all sharing in the same abuse story, it gives you a sense of camaraderie and not being alone if you just come out and say my brother raped me that's a very alone thing Mm. especially in the 80s nobody talked about relatives doing that like i don't really know there are still things that are very unclear to me Mm -hmm. about all this i do know that nobody is walking around missing their pinky fingers i gotta tell you except that one client yeah you know it's so weird i saw her again today (laughs) oh my god the timing shit i might have to join QAnon. (laughs) but i haven't seen anyone wearing a pinky finger on a necklace okay well i think we're safe then i don't know if that answers your question or not yeah i don't have an answer 
Okay. Because I don't get I like I don't know how you could feel okay leading somebody in a hypnotherapy session. Because I've mm. actually done hypnotherapy with people. That feels so invasive to ask leading questions. Yeah. In that setting. So it, also in the early 90s, um, there was a national survey of psychotherapists and not a single ritual abuse accusation that had been reported was corroborated by any evidence no, with either children or adults. I feel like I feel like Geraldo needed to do a retraction. Yeah. That's all I want. I just want a retraction. I know most people don't even remember it anymore, but how many people were watching this show in 1988 that kind of got real freaked out? Then they put it aside cuz nothing ever came of it. Cuz after it was o- after the panic was over, nobody really came out on on TV and did a special about how it was bullshit in any like big way. Right. Cut to you get exposed to some QAnon information that's the save the children stuff. Mm-hmm. All this sex tra- trafficking, da da da, right? I feel like this special and other sorts of devil worshiping propaganda in the 80s primed people for QAnon now. Like I said earlier, Um, The devil worship rituals and abuses that are claimed in this documentary can also be found in the false confessions that were received under torture from the church during the European witch hunts. Mm. And that are also in a lot of movies that came out in the late starting late 60s 70s the oldest known survivor account of satanic ritual abuse was published in 1980 and that's called michelle remembers Mm. it's a written by a psychiatrist who marries michelle that's right friends he marries his patient and they write a book together about her horrible sexual satanic ritual abuse wow this book has been completely discounted and uh actually uh the podcast you're wrong about mm-hmm. uh sarah marshall she goes through the whole book she oh, reads nice. the book so you don't have to okay so yeah if, i kind of want to read it we'll see because he's a psychiatrist mm-hmm. this gave him some credibility yeah i don't know why and it started the whole we can train you to look for this in your patients mm. there you probably find some roots to your question yeah it sounds like there well. mm-hmm. also i just wanted to point out uh before we move on no law enforcement agency or research study has found any physical evidence to support satanic ritual abuse accounts now we're moving on to our next section of the fun which I like to call daycare is a cesspool of devil worship. So you better get back in the house, mom. (laughs) In the 80s, women, a lot more women started going to work and they put their kids in daycare. It's interesting that all of a sudden now this satanic devil worshiping has come into the daycare centers. Your kids aren't safe anywhere. That's why you need to go back home. (laughs) I mean, that's clear as day. 
That's a good point. <laughs> I never thought of that. Have you heard of the McMartin preschool scandal? Um, I think so. Is that the one in California or something? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Manhattan Beach, California. So, Sarah, you just got home from a hard day at work. You just picked up your little boy. Now you're going to go rush home. You're going to make dinner before your husband gets there. And you decide to open the letter from the police chief. Oh, my God. Because you're like, hey, why am I getting this letter from the police chief? And it's September 8th, 1983. Dear parent, this department is conducting a criminal investigation involving child molestation. Ray Buckley, an employee of Virginia McMartin's preschool, was arrested September 7th, 1983 by this department. The following mm-hmm. procedure is obviously an unpleasant one, to, but to protect the rights of your children as well as the rights of the accused, this inquiry is necessary for complete investigation. Records indicate that your child has been or is currently a student at the preschool. We are asking your assistance in this continuing investigation. Please question your child to see if he or she has been a witness to any crime or if he or she has been a victim. Our investigation indicates that possible criminal acts include oral sex, fondling of genitals, buttocks or chest area, and sodomy, possibly committed under the pretense of taking the child's temperature. Also, photos may have been taken of children without their clothing. Any information from your child regarding this? Having ever observed Ray Buckley to leave a classroom alone with a child during any nap period, or if they have ever observed Ray Buckley, I'm sorry, Ray Bucky tie up a child. Oh my God. This is the letter you're receiving. Okay, I'm not even done with this letter yet. This is a very long letter. I, I won't read the whole thing. But I felt like um, the fact that they're suggesting what could have happened to your kid. So basically now your parent. Okay, so you're the parent. Don't you want to ask your kid, like, has anybody done these things to you? Unfortunately, asking specific questions is not a good way to get accurate uh, accounts of abuse. Um, The best way to talk to a child about what's happened to them when they've been abused is to ask very open-ended questions. Unfortunately, that was not done here. Right. So begins the most expensive court case in history Mm. at a whopping $15 million that resulted in no convictions. Mm Mm-hmm. The woman who initially made accusations in 1983, Judy Johnson, did so because her two-and-a-half-year-old child was having painful bowel movements. Oh. She claimed that Peggy McMartin Bucky, the owner of the preschool, was drilling holes in kids, and then her son Ray, who was arrested, flew in the air. That her son, Ray Bucky, flew in the air. So the grown woman, mother of the two and a half year old is saying these things happen because her two and a half year old told her. No. Where is she getting this from? The child didn't say anything. He just had a painful bowel movement and there was like some 
you know, I'm not going to go into detail, but it was like a really normal thing that happens. Like when a kid, little kid gets constipated, Yeah, they get constipated. Judy had also stated that her estranged husband had sexually abused her child. And she had made that claim first before she made the claim on Ray. Uh, so at first the police department, like they didn't have any evidence because they investigated her and it was like weird and they didn't have any evidence. So they sent that letter that you received. Oh, wow. Just from this one woman's claim with no evidence. Yes. Why didn't they mention in the letter him flying in the air and <laughs> Judy drilling holes in kids? I know, right? When Judy's son was shown photos, like a photo lineup, uh, he could not identify Ray. That's the other thing. He's two and a half. You can't really articulate. Mm. <laughs> right. So a medical examination was done and there were no signs of abuse, but Ray was still arrested. Here's the thing that the police and the prosecutors withheld from the defense team for three years. Judy had been diagnosed with acute paranoid schizophrenia and never saw the McMartins go to trial because she died of complications due to chronic alcoholism in 1986. Oh, man. And if you listen to her stories, they sound like somebody who has a real you know, some issues that need like professional care, not Mm -hmm. being indulged by a irrational police department. Here's where it gets worse. So the key interviewer of these kids is this woman named Kathleen McFarlane. And by 1984, her team had videos of 360 children telling stories of abuse, all coming from the McMartin school. Wow. Some of the abuse alleged involved Chuck Norris. You know, the actor? Oh, my God. So he is identified by a photograph. And it was, he was accused, not officially, Uh-huh. of flushing children down toilets that lead to secret rooms and also having orgies at a car wash. Chuck Norris. I'm sorry, At Chuck a car Norris. wash. I know you didn't do any of these things. Oh, my gosh. I never heard about his, you know, alleged involvement. Walker, Poor, Texas Ranger. oh, poor Chuck Norris. I know. Oh my God. He's just trying to sell the total body gym over here. And then all these kids, <laughs> <laughs> he, he flushed them down the toilet. Oh, my gosh. oh God, it's not funny. It's Okay. not funny, but you kind I of mean, have to laugh once Chuck Norris gets involved. <laughs> So also allegedly happening at the McMartin School were children being taken to abuse sites in hot air balloons. It's Now, not granted, funny. this is a school where, like, the kids are only at a certain amount of time. They don't live Yeah, there. like before and after work. Oh, my God. It was claimed that there was a, a series of underground tunnels from the school that connected to secret abuse chambers. Okay. But they excavated the schoolyard and nothing was found. There were some tunnels, but they were in the classroom and they were plywood boxes that Ray had made for the children to crawl through at playtime. The hot air balloons is the thing for me. It's like, 
<laughs> Why would you pick like the most <laughs> obvious mode of transportation if you're trying to take them to a secret abuse spot? <laughs> just like drawing attention over the entire city. Oh my God. It's like, have you ever seen a hot air balloon? <laughs> <laughs> Flying over, the, I mean, like repeatedly over the, oh, there goes the hot air balloon again. <laughs> Manhattan Beach hot air balloon taxi. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I don't know, sir. This might change your mind, okay? So, because the police searched Ray's home and they confiscated the following devil worshiping paraphernalia. You want to hear about it? Is there an Ozzy Osbourne CD? It's incriminating. A rubber duck. I'm sorry, what? A rubber duck. Is there like explanation of this? Or you want to finish your list and then I can't. I'm laughing so hard. (laughs) When I say it out loud, it sounds even more absurd than when I wrote it down. you say a rubber ducky? (laughs) Yeah, I will. I know. In the report, it was a rubber duck. (laughs) (laughs) A rubber ducky, a graduation robe. Oh my god! Yeah, you gotta watch out for those. A teddy bear, and here's the worst one of all: mm-hmm. Playboy magazines. Oh shit! You know, because you know how pedophiles love grown adult women. <laughs> I guess he was just reading it for the articles. That's the evidence. Is there more, or is that no? Though that was what they confiscated. That they oh decided was devil worshiping paraphernalia i guess okay here's my thoughts if i could uh crawl into the minds of these detectives Mm -hmm. the rubber duck and the teddy bear are to lure the children Mm -hmm. the graduation robe is actually a satanic robe because we all know how satanists like to dress up the playboy magazines are just showing that he's a sexual pervert that would be my guess on what their justification was Mm -hmm. Uh, i didn't see specific justifications for that why would they give (laughs) explanations so you're probably wondering like how did they get all these kids to say this terrible shit that wasn't true back to kathleen mcfarlane so she videotapes all of the interviews i'm gonna this is this is just one sample Uh um and i picked it because it wasn't very graphic Ms. McFarlane, she had these like a monkey and a bear and like an alligator, these like toys. Mm -hmm. And then uh, she would, you know, she'd be like, you're Mr. Monkey and I'm Mr. Alligator. And then they would like communicate that way because she's like talking to really small children. Just so keep that in mind when I say Miss, because I'm gonna say Mr. Monkey and Mr. <laughs> Alligator, so you okay. know what I'm talking about. This is an interview between Ms. McFarlane and an eight-year-old boy. Ms. McFarlane, Mr. Monkey is a little bit chicken. Actually, you know what? Let me rephrase this without Mr. Monkey because you can see how bad this sounds. Ms. McFarlane, you're a little bit chicken, and you can't remember any of the Naked Games, but we think that you can. Because we know a naked game that you were around for because the other kids told us, and it's called Naked Movie Star. Do you remember that name or is your memory too bad? Oh, my God. She's talking to an eight-year-old. Yeah. Um, I don't remember that game. That's what the little boy says. So mm-hmm. she's like, she keeps drilling him. Miss McFarlane, I bet you can help us a lot, though. 
Because, like, Naked Movie Star is a simple game because we know about that game. Because we have just had 20 kids tell us about that game. Just this morning, a little girl came in and played it for us and sang it just like that. Do you think if I asked you a question, you could put your thinking cap on and you might remember? And the boy says, maybe. Oh, no. Because this boy is, like, pretty insistent, like... I don't know what you're talking about. He said that the only thing he knows about that he's ever heard about this game, Naked Movie Star, is on the playground whenever the kids, I guess these kids had a playground taunt that was, what you say is what you are. You're a naked movie star. And all he could say is he's heard kids sing that. Mm -hmm. And she keeps trying to push him. That they played this game that I'm not going to go into the details of. So that's the general pattern that Ms. McFarlane takes with her interviews with these children. When they deny the abuse, she presses them with even more suggestive and leading questions, giving even more detail. And then she says, well, we've got all these other people. Are you telling me that these 20 other kids are all lying and that you're telling the truth? And then if you say, oh, yeah, I do remember, she'll go, oh, good. Now we can go get a cookie. Oh, my God. I'm not even kidding. I was going to say, is she offering them treats as like a joke? But she really is. (gasps) There's like all kinds of positive reinforcement going on. And there's actually there's like research. I think I linked some of them in the notes um, in the show notes. There's a research. These researchers go through all of her tapes and analyze they quantify what she's doing Mm -hmm. to get these like reports out of the kids it's fat it's a fascinating article the detectives in manhattan beach they were like boy i wish we had an adult that could confirm some of this stuff because right now we only have kids saying that they got tortured in hot air balloons so and one person she shows up happens to be a breeder on the Geraldo special her name's Laura Lauren Stratford she's interviewed on the special all she's talking all about the three um babies she lost to a cult oh wow on the special I picked her to look into because I particularly felt like she was a liar mm-hmm. in the spe- while I was watching the special. I really felt like this woman is like pathological. Lauren Stratford, her real name is Laurel Wilson. So Laurel shows up in Manhattan Beach, ready to testify as a witness to the ritual abuse that took place in the McMartin school. The testimony was so inaccurate that she gave that the parents of the kids that were saying they were abused so horribly didn't believe her. Oh, wow. They were like, this woman's going to hurt our case. Geraldo, on the other hand, was like, hey, you know what? I think you'd make a great guest on my show. Why don't you come on and talk about what horrible things you did to your kids? Okay, so did she have kids in the daycare or did she just like hear about this? She didn't even live there. No, she didn't even live in Manhattan Beach. How did Um, she know about this? 
Well, I mean, it was it was all over the news. Oh, okay. And then so she just like appeared and she um, she has a long storied history of lying and leaving like devastate devastation in her wake with Mm -hmm. the people around her. It seems like she's like a pathological liar. (laughs) So after um, the McMartin prosecutors rejected her testimony, she published a book called Satan's Underground, Mm. which came out before, I think, the special. I guess I should have looked that up. Anyway, so uh, the Harvest House, Harvest house is a christian publisher Mm -hmm. and they published her book but they never bothered to fact check anything that she wrote but fortunately some very thorough christian reporters over at cornerstone magazine did and they wrote an excellent article and all of the information i have about laurel comes from their thorough research they went and interviewed Mm. everyone in this woman's life from the time she was like a child. Oh, wow. And it is, it's astounding. So on Geraldo, uh, Laurel alleged that she had three children who were all sacrificed to a cult. And all of this happened in the late 50s, early 60s, while oh. she was going to high school and college. Under the watchful eyes of fellow students and church members in a very conservative Pentecostal community. Ooh, she's saying this happened in the 50s and 60s. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Yet no witnesses have ever been found to confirm even one pregnancy. And at least 10 people who knew her during the time swear Laurel was never pregnant. Mm-hmm. These are like including people that lived in the house with her. That's just the tip of the iceberg. This could be like a whole show. Just I mean, it's amazing. Wait, so by the time she's coming forth as a breeder, mm-hmm. she's like in her 50s or something? Whoa, because she was a teenager. I was picturing someone as like in their 30s, like saying she was currently a breeder. Well, I mean? yeah, there was another woman on the show that was like probably about 30. Mm-hmm. And so hers was more current, but they were using uh, Lauren. I'm sorry, Geraldo was like using Lauren of like, see how far back this double uh, worshiping cult goes. Wow. This woman yeah. was abused in the late 50s. So Laurel is also a counselor for people, no training, by the way, for people <laughs> who believe that they've been abused by devil cults. Oh, my God. And one of her old clients said after she had tried to commit suicide, I don't want to see her counseling anyone. If she counsels other people as she did me, there are going to be a lot of people in real trouble. Yikes. Fortunately, a couple months after the Cornerstone magazine article came out, Harvest House publishers withdrew her books. Mm. So they were like, no, no, thanks. This led Laurel to change her name to Laura Grabowski. And I really like just sit down if you're not already, because here's what happened. She claimed to be now she's a Jewish Holocaust survivor. (gasps) And she inserts herself into the lives of real Holocaust survivors. She writes a book about it. Oh, my God. She says that she's a victim of Joseph Mengele. 
you know, the angel of death. Yeah. And she says that now she's infertile, not because of her mother's devil-worshipping sex abuse, but because of the cruel experiments performed by the angel of death. She points to self-inflicted scars because she she uh, always would like um, cut herself everywhere. And then later she claimed, look what the cult did to me. But everyone in her life was like, oh, she was always like hurting herself, like cutting herself or. But now those scars are because of. Joseph Mengele and she would point to these scars and whisper, Mengele's child. She'd say these things to actual Holocaust survivors. I can't emphasize that enough. Oh, my God. So then she also, so then when that was like going, she's like, she decides she's going to fake being blind. Oh, my God. (laughs) And she says that Mengele, the angel of death, injected poison in her eyes, and that's why she's blind. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So this is like a Geraldo's star witness. Did she go on more TV shows with this? Uh, she, she came out with a book and then she was like in it wasn't like as public it was more just in these like holocaust survivor communities she just like implanted herself and was like i'm just like you wow i mean clearly something awful happened to this person yeah at some point like i'm not denying like i'm pretty sure she was probably horribly abused as a child by Mm -hmm. somebody now initially what's interesting is that the very first claims she ever made about any sort of abuse she said happened in the pentecostal church right this is before she attached her story to satan nobody in her life could ever call her an honest person like like she's like read the i mean if you read this article i linked it in the show notes like it's it's crazy like i was like i think my mouth was hanging open like half of the article and then when i got to the holocaust stuff i was like oh my god i was clutching my pearls okay mm-hmm. <laughs> like there's some things you don't fuck with and like that's one of them <laughs> oh yeah oh my goodness that's all i got wow and she's the star witness he gave her a lot of airtime. oh a lot okay so after she was on the Geraldo special then like a few years later she came out with the jewish story and did the circuit oh my gosh holy cow Mm -hmm. it's like you kind of have to give her credit for being (laughs) so persistent and successful at what she's doing even though it's terrible i probably shouldn't say that but it's like <laughs> impressive what she's accomplished as a total faith you know right. yeah i think it's probably rooted in something that really did happen to her and whatever her church was if it really even was pentecostal but mm-hmm. okay look it's not i don't want to be like i'm picking on the church because i'm yeah. really not i mean what mm-hmm. i'm really picking on is like just that anytime you have some kind of um institution where there's a severe authority figure and then you also you combine that with like people who are more concerned about how they look to their neighbors than they are about what's actually happening in their own home to their children that's where the problems are and it's like if you have some kind of a 
a philosophy that's guiding your life that's telling you that sex is bad when it's between consenting loved adults you are asking for trouble in my research i came across a lot of um christians who were checking the people that were saying this is all satan i'm not saying that like christians just believe this stuff or like da 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 because i know a lot of them don't Mm -hmm. we're of the sky and we are of the earth and that's what makes us magic and that's not satan Mm -hmm. that's sovereignty and if you if you tell people i'm gonna join your church (laughs) (laughs) please don't (laughs) no i'm in (laughs) yeah that's what i got wow mind-blowing it's mind-numbing all i want is an apology from geraldo Uh, yeah to the children of america it's pure sensationalism and then um yeah like the poor kids who were roped into all of this and it all started from the claims of one woman who was a chronic alcoholic with untreated paranoid schizophrenia yes wow all of those kids were thinking they were abused. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe they weren't. Maybe some. Maybe a lot of them were just like, yeah, okay, I'm going to tell this story so this lady will quit yapping at me. And give yeah, me a exactly. fucking cookie. It's just like the witnesses who are kept or like alleged suspects are kept <laughs> in the interrogation room for like 48 hours. And then it's like, yes, eventually you'll say anything to get out of there. And you don't, you start questioning your own reality. Mm-hmm. And that happens way earlier for children, I'm assuming. So after like an hour, someone <laughs> planting ideas in their head, they'll go along with it, probably. And it's extra terrible because then it just makes it harder for kids who it really does happen to, mm-hmm. you know, I mean. Yeah, like exactly. This. My God. Yeah, excellent point. So many lives damaged. And also, so many people primed to believe QAnon stuff. Because mm-hmm. it's like, well, I bet there's just a lot of people that are like, well, we heard about all this stuff in the 80s. And then what, nothing, it wasn't real, nothing ever happened. <laughs> it was just covered up again. Mm-hmm. And think about all the little kids like me and you that saw this special. With their parents. My mom was like, yeah, right. This is bullshit. (laughs) You know, (laughs) but but a lot of people weren't. (laughs) Right. I don't remember what my parents said. I think that they would have thought it was bullshit as well. They're not like big conspiracy theorists. Well, also, like, we made fun of this stuff so much that I feel like you would have told me if your parents believed it. (laughs) (laughs) I might not have. I would have been embarrassed if my parents did. <laughs> Thanks for researching all of that. Yeah, I hope it wasn't boring. I can't believe there was like there are no like documented occurrences or sex S E C T S found. Mm-hmm. It's like if there were, I'm sure there would have been like a documentary about that like going through their whole layer you know everything that they found but yeah there's not because they never found one 
Now, I will say this, just to play devil's advocate. I would say all murder is an act of Satan. Mm-hmm. All bad deeds that hurt other people are acts of Satan. That's what Satan is. Satan's everywhere. Satan worship is everywhere. Because your very act, the very deed of murder is Satan worship. So if you were like really, really into that sort of Christianity, I could see you would have that argument. And you know what? You would be totally right Mm -hmm. for you. You would be completely valid in your own belief for yeah. because it's your belief that you have and that's your reality Basically, any crime you could say that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so many questions so few answers <laughs> so many pentagrams <laughs> so if you go to anton lavey's house like what's going on there okay i'm not a fan mm-hmm. of anton lavey <laughs> i think you he's say a that but you always talk about it <laughs> I think that his wardrobe is ridiculous. <laughs> I'm not into his aesthetic, really. Mm-hmm. Um, but they do a lot of, like, dancing and, like, uh, drinking actual wine in the nude. Oh. And, like, dancing. <laughs> and, like, lighting candles in a circle, probably having sex. Mm. But maybe not. There, it's not, it's like, do what you want, do as you will. If you want to treat, you can treat your body. This is really what it breaks down. You want, you can treat your body any way you want to. And nobody has a right to tell you what to put in your body or what to do with your own body. Mm-hmm. At the same time, there's also a, like, we don't fucking hurt other people. If you want to, because here's the thing. If you believe that you're a sovereign being unto yourself, then that means you believe that everyone else is a sovereign being unto themselves. So it would be the complete opposite of your belief system to harm anyone else. Because mm-hmm. it would totally negate the basic principle of your beliefs, which is that no one has any right to your body except for you, unless you're okay with it. Like the yeah. whole thing is one of the things with people saying, like, you know, the associating this belief with Satan. It's a parody. Like Anton LaVey, part of what he was doing with the Satanic Bible, using this text to point out hypocrisy. Mm-hmm. And they, you had a bunch of these teenagers running around. They found a copy at a bookstore and they carry it around for clout. And they don't read the damn thing because it's boring and there's nothing really that exciting in it because they thought there was going to be, you know, Hollywood devil scenes. Mm-hmm. in this book and there isn't i think a lot of what he was doing was really just showboating mm-hmm. and riling up he's a provocateur and if you don't see that like, i'm like it's like with manson i'm like if you don't see through his shtick mm-hmm. then like that's on you <laughs> you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. like like if you're actually taking this guy seriously and i'm not comparing the two because i don't think anton levey probably ever did anything you know, that bad, except for like some of his outfits. It's like if he had called it something else, Mm -hmm. I'm like, what would they attach the teenagers to? What book would they find 
to say, look, teenagers are worshiping Satan if they didn't have the satanic Bible, you know, he's Anton LaVey. I feel the way about him as I do about Timothy Leary. I think they thought they were doing something that was going to like help the culture. I'm not super clear on that, but I mean, I am, but it would be like a whole other thing if you want me to get into my problems with Timothy Leary. Next time. <laughs> Look out, Timothy. No, I, think, I, actually, I actually think that'd be pretty boring. <laughs> <laughs> Can I be honest with you? Yeah. I don't know who Timothy Leary is. <laughs> he was a Harvard professor in the 50s. Mm-hmm. You know, in the 50s, uh, you could, and six into the 60s, uh, LSE, you could order and use for research. It wasn't mm-hmm. illegal at all. Um, so he started doing research on uh, LSD with some colleagues and on their therapeutic properties because he was a psychologist. Well, he just dropped a lot of acid uh. is what ended up happening. And he got more in line with himself and he got out of step with the community he had been in as a Harvard mm-hmm. professor. And that happens with LSD. That's why it's illegal because the government doesn't want you knowing that you're actually a sovereign being. Mm. <laughs> and, but the problem with that is that he is really fucking loud about it. And he went around telling everybody like, eat acid, eat acid, you know? <laughs> and I'm just like, that's not how it works, dude. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, but he became like a counterculture hero. He took a mayonnaise jar of acid to the beach. Yeah, not microdoses. I'm talking full on, like, let's just trip forever. It was like that kind of a Whoa. deal. It was just like overboard. Jar. I always remember that. I still, when I look at mayonnaise, I think about LSD. I will now too. <laughs> Good. Yeah, so that's what I got. Wow. <laughs> that was great. Thank you. Yes, you're welcome. Okay. Um, so that was Uncovered. We hope you enjoyed it. And I don't know, man. Thanks, guys, for listening. We hope that you found it educational and enlightening and yes. slightly horrifying, as yes. you should. And thanks for researching it, Holly. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> All right, bye. Bye. Oh, man. Fiber-rich foods or prebiotics are the number one gut-healthy thing you're not eating enough of. According to the USDA, more than 90% of women and 97% of men do not meet their recommended intakes for dietary fiber. Supergut makes getting this essential nutrient back into your diet easy and delicious with award-winning foods that are clinically proven to boost gut health and all that comes with it. Go to Supergut.com and use code Ethan to save 20% on your first order. That's S-U-P-E-R-G-U-T dot com, code Ethan, to save 20% on your first order.